The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to be talking about the wild and wonderful world of email marketing. Joining us is Kate Adams, who is the SVP of Marketing at Validity, which creates solutions to target, contact, engage, and keep customers using trustworthy data as a key advantage. The Validity flagship products, Demand Tools, MailCharts, Bright Verify Everest, and GridBuddy Connect are all highly rated solutions for CRM data management, email address verification, inbox deliverability, and avoiding the spam filter. Yesterday, Kate and I talked about the wild west of email marketing, and today we're going to talk about why email at 10 a.m. is bullshit. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Kate Adams, the SVP of Marketing at Validity. Kate, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our chit-chat about email marketing. You know, it's something that we think of as a standard, a marketing channel that's been around since the dawn of the digital era, you know, the 80s. But we're actually seeing a lot of changes in email marketing. We talked about this yesterday, the rise of volume, the decrease in conversion rates, and, and why sending the right email at the right time with the right message is important. But if you get it wrong, it's an opportunity for an unsubscribe. It sends a bad message to your email provider. So let's talk a little bit about some best practices here. First off, you've got this theory that email at 10 a.m. is bullshit. So talk to me about maybe the most common time that people are sitting in front of their computers. Why are emails at that time a bad idea? Here's my whole point on this. I think that as a marketer, one of the things that scares the shit out of me, and thank goodness I can swear on this podcast, I like it even more now. Cover your ears, kid. It's going to get weird. <laughs> so one of the things that scares me the most is that marketers tend to be, they can act like lemmings. And I don't mean to say all marketers, but I think even the best of the best of us, we tend to behave like lemmings. You will see an article and it's like, we did a million tests and we found that the best time to send your email is Tuesdays at 10 a.m. or at 10 a.m. any day of the week. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Everybody's inbox starts getting filled up at 10 a.m. because all of us are like, 
oh my gosh, it's scientifically proven. Oh my God, they did the study. Oh my gosh, they know. And everybody starts sending at 10 a.m. And what are we doing? Just break this down for me, right? If I am a marketer who is selling marketing technology to other marketing leaders, Tuesday at 10 a.m. might work really well for me, right? Because it's when marketing leaders are sitting in their inbox, coming across different messages, it's when they're at work, they're thinking about marketing technology, like that might work. But if I am a marketer who is marketing to single moms who need some sort of relaxation techniques and I'm selling them a relaxation product, does Tuesday at 10 a.m. really make the most sense for me to reach out to her? No, because she's probably at work. She's probably dropped her kids off. She's got way more important things to do. Probably the best time for me to email her is Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. when she finally sits down on the couch and gets the 30 minutes to herself, the first 30 minutes to herself that she's had since she's woken up the whole time during the day, right? And so it's all about your audience. It drives me crazy. It's so asinine that we as marketers tend to like take those clickbait articles and then just jump off the cliff with them. I just think that's why I think the whole thing is bullshit. I think, I don't think there is a golden rule in marketing. I don't. I think the golden rule in marketing, the one golden rule in marketing is nothing works for everybody. There's no absolutes in marketing. I 100% agree with you, but we've got about 10 minutes to fill. So let me pick a fight anyway. All right, let's do it. Email is an asynchronous form of communication. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just me. I'm a zero inboxer. I read an email. I decide if I need to respond to it. And it will be unread if it needs a response. But if it's something that I've read and doesn't need an action and I can't respond to it right now, I'll archive it so it's not in my view. So that's how I manage and triage inbox. And I feel good at the end of the day when I have zero inbox emails to go. And you can always punt them to tomorrow. Anyway, email is meant to be asynchronous. Why does it even matter what time you send an email with the idea that somebody's going to go through and they're going to scan down their inbox and they're going to read some titles? Is it that if you're not at the top of the inbox, when someone decides that they're going to stare at their phone or they're going to you know, sit on their laptop and clean some Gmail? Is that top placement really something that matters or is it something that they can get to when they get to? Isn't that the point of email? Couldn't disagree more and I have some data to support it. All right. The jab comes back. Here we go. This is not meant to be a commercial. You didn't have me on this podcast so I could sell my wear. But you can talk about validity. It's fine. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Tell us what you do. <laughs> we have this product, this component of our product, which enables you to deliver your mail into the inbox of the person when you we know that they're actually actively engaging in their inbox. So it's when I actually have the mail app open on my phone that we will deliver that message as the person's in there. And we can only do it for certain mailbox providers, but we have that functionality. And what we have seen is that for emails that we do that to, they actually see a 50% lift in engagement during that time. Because you're right, Ben, you could theoretically, and good for you, man, I'm so glad you're an inbox zero guy, but you and I could not be more different. I literally have like so many messages in my inbox. I'm not going to say right now because I'm sure somebody will come and fire me. Just give us how many figures. Are we talking four figures, five figures inbox? Yeah, we're in the four figure range here. Oh, I would melt. <laughs> but to be clear, if the MarTech landscape is like 900 solutions, like that's only four messages from each one of those solutions and their SDR teams. Yeah, you're making excuses. Go on. <laughs> yeah. I will say what we've seen is by delivering that mail at that time, that's when we see actually people engage. And you're right. I could scroll through my messages and say like, okay, delete, keep, delete, keep, delete, keep. But that's not how it works. Like it's certainly not for my personal mail 
I'll just go through and delete them. And when I do clean this up, which happens about once a month, I actually organize by from and just delete all the ones that I don't know the from of. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. Everybody who's listening to this, if you want liberation from your inbox, here's the secret. Control A, archive. Select everything and archive it. Just take all of the, maybe look for the last week or two and go through and, you know, just star the ones that you need a response and take those out from the archive. If you archive an email, it's still in your email. You can always find it by going to all mail and you can always search for it. So when you need it, it's fine. But the inbox is meant for the, I haven't made a decision yet. The all mail is meant for all mail. And once you do it, you'll never go back. It's liberation. That said, I want to hear about the technology piece here. So you've got the ability to understand when somebody is in a given email service provider, when they're in their inbox and actively responding, and that's valuable for two reasons. One, you probably get a notification that says, hey, this email came in. So you're getting a brand impression for your company or your title. And then also you're at the top of the list and you're bolded. Tell me about how that is technically possible. Technically, it's when we get a data feed of when the user is actually active in their inbox, and we are able to then determine that, okay, now we want to release that mail, right? So that queue happens, and then we are able to release the mail accordingly for that. You get a data feed, you get a signal from the inboxes, and you mentioned you can only do this for some. Gmail seems like the big one. Gmail is not one of the ones. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, no. Microsoft, uh, AOL, Yahoo, some of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I thought what we would be doing is saying, well, this email address is associated with the chat. So when that chat goes online, we know that that person is active and then we can send the email. But it makes much more sense to actually have a data feed. All right, cool. Tell me a little bit about what some of the other fun tools that you have. Let's see what isn't fun about it, right? But I think ultimately a lot of what we've been talking about both in today's episode and then our last episode that we were fortunate to record together is like, how do you stand out in a crowded inbox? And so that's really what we help you do. 
how do we help you test across multiple devices, make sure that your email looks good, that it reads well, make sure that it's ready to go, and then be able to actually tell you where you're landing in that mailbox provider, whether you're in the promotions tab, the spam folder, or in the inbox, and help you understand. Because Ben, one of the things that you mentioned before is like opt-outs. Here's another hot take aside from my 10 a.m. bullshit take is that opt-outs are so 2000s. The new opt-out of today is the complaint, is the spam complaint. And what's happening there is I think all of your subscribers, the people that you're sending emails to, are actually marking your mail as spam. And they're doing the equivalent of what we all know, for those of us who had siblings growing up, is like telling mom on you. So what they're doing is telling the mailbox provider, hey, this sender is sending me a bunch of stuff that is not relevant to me. And I'm not down for that. Whereas the opt-out is they're telling you directly, hey, Ben, I don't want to receive your stuff. Thanks, but no thanks. But this time they're actually going to tell Gmail, hey, this MarTech podcast company, they just keep sending me stuff. Like, get rid of them. We would never do that. We would send it to your boss. <laughs> right? That's what's happening right now. And so it's not opt-outs that should be keeping marketers up at night. It's the spam complaints that they don't know about, that they have no idea what's actually what's going on and how those recipients are viewing their mail. That's what should keep them up at night because they have no visibility into that. There's a funny dynamic there between what people are doing when they press the spam button is they're pressing the go the F away button. It's not, oh, I'm filing a complaint. I'm reporting you to the authorities. It is, this is the button that will get this email out of my face now and in the future. And if it was an unsubscribe button, they would tap that. But I don't think the technology exists because everybody's emails are formatted a different way to do the unsubscribing. And so most people just want one button instead of searching and then clicking the link and then having to click other buttons. I'm a religious unsubscriber. If you email me and I don't want it, it will be the last email you ever send me. But I'm not going to complain about it. Look, I'm a marketer too. Unless it's really spammy and, you know, the king of Saudi Arabia wants tens of thousands of dollars to give to you. Just give me your bank account. That's a spam complaint. But for all of us marketers out there, just unsubscribe. Look for the link. It'll make life easier for the rest of us. All right. Give me some tips. You mentioned that, look, getting your email to the right person at the right place at the right time really matters. 10 a.m. while everybody says is the best time probably isn't. What are some other tips that you have that are actionable for marketers to make sure that their emails are received and do stand out? I'm going to build off of one of the things that you just said for the lemming marketers, of which I can only assume you have very few of this podcast because I've listened to episodes of this podcast and it's outstanding. So you have very few lemmings in here. But for those folks, they're going to see this as heresy. But one of the things that we did was we put the opt-out link at the top of our emails trying to make it just as prominent as that spam button that the mailbox provider actually sends them because I want to know if they want out and I want to get them off of that so that I can improve my engagement rate and signal to the mailbox provider, look, I'm a great sender. I'm a reputable sender. You want to deliver my mail to the inbox every time. So I put it at the top. Like, if you want off, I don't want to be mailing to you. If you don't want my offers, if you don't like my stuff, it's okay. Just tell me and I'll get you off. That's one piece of advice. Second piece of advice, dust off your preference center, that thing that you had some low-level engineer build for you back in 1998. And you're like, oh, this is a good idea. We're going to do this for canned spam compliance. Let me put this in. Let me get this preference center in. And then you didn't touch it since then, right? Dust it off. Let somebody actually tell you what they want to hear about. And why not make that experience... Ben, you talk a lot about the customer experience. Like, Why not that make that experience actually enjoyable for the person on the other end? So 
that's one of the things that we did. We actually worked some humor into our preference center. Like, tell me what you want to learn about. Tell me what you don't want to learn about. Tell me to go into the woods and chop wood by myself. That's okay. You can do any of those things, but you can tell me how often you want to hear from me. You can tell me the means through which you want to hear from me. All of those things, like dust that thing off and start building that database full of what we call zero party data. It's the person actually giving you the data about what they want to receive as opposed to just inferring it based on their behavior. Those are two big tips in regards to that. I think the other thing is I'm really excited by AMP, the language that is taking place in Google right now, and how it's enabling you to actually build dynamic email messages for folks. I've actually seen developers being able to take AMP language and build a Wordle game in an email so that you could actually play Wordle in the email itself and never actually leave the email interface, which is fascinating to me, right? Because that's not how many of us know email to work today. It's always like, I get an email, I click in it, and then the interactivity happens on the website. That's not what it is. I've actually seen with my own eyes, somebody be able to add an item to a cart and finish the purchase process in the email, never going to a web page or they're actually in their email doing it. I'm really excited by that. And I'm excited by where I think that'll bring us going forward. Just as long as you don't oversaturate your customers with emails, you give them the preferences, and maybe we back off on the 10 a.m. emails, you should be okay. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kate Adams, the SVP of Marketing at Validity. If you'd like to hear more from Kate, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is kadams24, that's K-A-D-A-M-S-2-4. Or you can visit her company's website, which is validity.com, V-A-L-I-D-I-T-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.